You're listening to The Crunch with Cam Slater. Right here on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Right, now it's time for Cam's Buddies. It's a favourite of all of you out there. And this week, we'll find out what they think of Auckland Mayor Wayne Brown's idea to look at introducing congestion charging. My producer has them all lined up and ready to go. Let's hear what Cam's Buddies have to say about congestion charging. Welcome to Cam's Buddies, Paul. Oh, hi, Cam. How are you? Oh, box of birds. I've got a, a little vexing issue for for you today. Um, last week, the Auckland Council voted to investigate congestion pricing. Now, this is Wayne Brown's council, and he was elected to bash Auckland Transport, and he seems to be toadying up to them to want to introduce congestion uh, charging. What do you think about that? Um. I quite like the idea of congestion charging. I think if if congestion charging means that I can get in and out of the city easily at peak times, I'm happy to pay. I think that's an absolute disaster, though, for the businesses that are in town and for the um, the people at large who really can't afford it because basically it's a persecution of the poor. And I don't think it's fair, whilst it may suit me, um, because I can afford... If you charge me that, it would make no difference to me. I wouldn't notice it. But I think it's actually a, a very poor scheme. And um, I just look and think there's some um, woke people that have got an agenda that's trying to stop cars from flowing, and they, they manage to bring it out and everything. Yeah, I that's, mean, that's my, the th- my sort of starting thought on it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Like they're, they're wanting to, uh, the, I guess, the main... Uh, area they want to charge for is between Panmu- uh, the Pamu, not Pamu, Penrose uh, roundabout there, all the way through to Green Lane. They've got uh, terrible problems with getting on the motorway there in any case because they've got very short on ramps and they've got those stupid traffic lights. So they've kind of caused this, the congestion and now they want to charge us for it. Yes. Um, so what they do is they manage to got a cycleway at the end of where you come off of Nelson Street there, and that takes a lane. And they put um, cycleways in all sorts of different places. That they don't seem to have much traffic on them, but they take a lane. And down the bottom of town, they've taken a lane. Um, and they do all this to say it's better for you. I think there's a sadist in there that's actually, his whole job is to try and force us out of our cars onto our push bikes or onto our scooters doesn't matter if you have a head injury, doesn't matter if you're 80 years old, doesn't matter if you have three kids. What we have to do is you must be on a bike and let that be a lesson to you. And I just look at this and I think it's nearly madness. I think that um, they they managed to do a number of things that who knows if a sane person is actually enacting these. Oh, and it, you know, that part of the motorway from Penrose to Green Lane, every person who work, who lives in South Auckland who works in or around those areas or if going further, that could be going further north up up to, you know, Albany or, or some of the industrial areas, uh, they're going to have to travel through that and, and they're, you know, suggesting $5 each way. So that's $10 in, onto a, the costs of a poor person along with the exorbitant fuel costs that we've got because we can't seem to plan that either. Yes, well, see, that $50 that that would bring, that's often life and death and food to many people who happen to live 
south and have to live where their skills can get them a job. And uh, I, I think it's appalling. I think that to do that to our citizens is just, I mean, they, they want Auckland to be the most livable city. It sounds like it's the least livable city to me when, when you have these traffic um, carry-ons. And that piece of um, motorway is, as you say, the, the on-ramps are short, and it's just, it's beyond the pale. And, and it might alleviate, because I think um, in some other cities, um, they talked about there would be um, those congestion charges knocked 15% of the traffic down. Well, if you plan, like our city's got 1.8 million. If it had 10 million people, cities work with 10 million people, not 1.8. So it's just poor planning, in my view. Well, in that particular block of area, it's it's blocked up on the weekends too. When I come back from church on Saturday, I'm always doing naught miles an hour on the car park known as the as the uh, Southern Motorway, especially through that area exactly. there. Yeah, and that's at two or but three o'clock right. in the afternoon. Yes, it's all right. We've got a bus lane there, though. That's empty, so that's important. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. We've got and bus I, lanes. I just look and... thinking those congestion charges and, and that piece of. It, why don't we make six lanes north and six lanes south from Wangarei to Hamilton as a minimum, and then five lanes east to west, so from Henderson out to Hauk or Maraitoa Beachlands, so that that makes our city the most livable city because you can get places without all this carry-on. Exactly. I mean, it's it's solving a problem that they created in the first place. And then we hear, you know, in the news that these raised pedestrian crossings cost the council $450,000 each. Mm. A couple of days ago, I was listening to Andrew Cooksina talk about how they're trying to get rid of the downtown car park and selling it to um, Precinct or someone like that. And um, they'll net the the council um, less than $50 million. And if they use one of Queen Street, you know, there's, there's a support Queen Street group. Yes. To use their idea, they'll make $250 million. I mean, it just... And, and there's a couple of people in the council who... They think that they have to have everybody walking, no matter who you are, and and all these things going this way. It's it's if they were to plan properly, and if they were to, it's probably for in them out and ask the people what what do they want, who's prepared to get out of their car and catch the bus because lots of the young people do catch buses, but they also our city's not designed because there's buses that take you where you don't want to go at times you don't want to get get there with people you don't like. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I've said. Andrew Crookseena knows a thing about properties and and how to solve these problems. It seems to be smart for him, for the for the council to actually start listening to people like him. Well, he knows the value of what they've got, and if the ratepayers are sponsoring um, the precinct by the term of two hundred million dollars, when they're saying they're desperate for money and they want to sell the airport and shares and those sorts of things. And I'm not mm. saying selling the airport shares is right or wrong, but I'm saying if, you, if you're giving $200 million away because um, someone that's wanting to be woke and say um, less car parks is better, 
Uh, I think that that car park asset down the bottom of town is a is an absolute jewel, and I also think that cars travelling into town via that piece of congested road need somewhere to park when they get there. Yeah, exactly. So it sounds like they have no idea of what the actual issue is, or nor any sensible solutions that'll work it out. No, but they they do know how to be woke and green, and and when I say green, I mean red, so watermelonish. Yeah. And they know how to come up with the silliest ideas possible to affect the most number of people and have them um, as inconvenienced as possible. Now, it's okay for me. I drive at different times of the day. I don't go in traffic. I make a point of it because I don't need to. I'm, I'm, I don't need money like most of the citizens. But I do feel for them. I feel for them terribly. And on that note, we'll uh, wrap that up and I'll go to the next call. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Kim. Take care. Hello, Jack. Welcome to Cam's Buddies. Hey, Cam. I've got a, a little bit of a, 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 a teaser for you today, mine teaser. Uh, the Auckland Council last week voted to investigate deploying uh, some mechanism. They don't know what it is or how they're going to do it uh, to tax <clears throat> Auckland drivers for driving on the motorway through a couple of busy uh, areas, one being from Penrose to Green Lane and the other being somewhere out west. What's your thoughts on congestion charging and is Wayne Brown barking up the wrong tree here? Wayne Brown was an engineer about the same time I was. In retrospect, I think I was better than him. I never met him, but I had uh, high hopes um, for his engineering ability, but I think he's forgotten all about it. Well, to answer your question, though, rubbish. He needs to sort out other things before he even thinks about that, like the maintenance on the roads. Stop the flooding. When did you last see a cesspit cleaning truck running around? When did you last see a road sweeper running around the roads? Now, when I was an engineer, I'd see them all the time. And once you're an engineer, it never leaves your thoughts. I look around, I've never seen one. Yet we have constant flooding. Who's going to get rid of the road cones? Everywhere I go, I see more and more road cones. And I can tell you, having worked in the council myself, it's so top-heavy now. He needs to actually get rid of all of the top guys that are doing nothing and get more people down there that actually do the work. That way we might get a better flow of traffic. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Wayne Brown was elected on a platform of dealing to Auckland Transport and readjusting their priorities, and it seems like he's drunk the Kool-Aid from Auckland Transport and wants to Im- implement all of their you know, wildest dreams. Yeah, it's like people that go to Wellington, you know, um, who are not bureaucrats. Within five minutes, they're bureaucrats. I haven't seen him make one change that he promised to make. Maybe I'm naive, but I haven't seen one. No, well, that's the thing. He's been in there just over a year. He's got two years left uh, to do something. And if this is his grand scheme is to add impost onto the poorest among us, I mean, you know, someone like you and me, and or maybe Paul, we don't really care about if you're going to charge us on the road. We'll adjust our lifestyle accordingly because we can do that. But there's plenty of people out there who can't, and I can't see anybody uh, being able to make a case to their boss that says Wayne Brown says to travel at a different time. Yeah, <clears throat> like Biden and Trump and all those people, I just think he's too old. And I say that because he's basically the same age as me, and damn it, I wouldn't want to do his job. I think he he hasn't got enough energy. He's run out of steam. Either and, that or he's stymied at every front. 
but it's not even his roads. He can't even uh, tax on those because it's going to require okay. legislation to be changed. Well, that's going to take ages to get through the government. He hasn't got the government on side on that. I'm pretty sure that no one in National or ACT or New Zealand First thinks this is a good idea. And it's kind of forlorn. Um, but the other thing is, is you know, I spoke to Wayne Walker earlier, a councillor, and he seemed to have some good ideas that were around uh, technology. And you know, by the time they uh, research this and implement it, and here we are, ten million dollars, and God knows how many millions later on congestion charging, there'll be technological solutions like driverless vehicles, driverless buses, that would be a whole lot easier to solve congestion uh, for much cheaper, and the private sector will pay for it. Yep, he needs to get back to his basic engineering philosophy and get the place working well. Uh, I bought a camera that I had to pick up from a downtown place in the weekend. I had to park, it was, it was near Sky City, and I couldn't even get there. I had to, and it was pouring with rain, I had to park about two kilometres away and walk. And I thought, hell, how the hell does commerce go on you know, in times like this? It was depressing. And then last night, it's a bit off track, I'm walking my dog. Now, I live in Green Lane. I come round through the Ellerslie car park, around the hospital, back up. I couldn't even get across the underpass in the motorway. It was flooded. So I had to walk all the way back. Could have caused a heart attack. To my yeah, dog, that is. The, the, the dog probably appreciated a little bit of extra uh, exercise. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you can look on the bright side. But I think, oh, man, at night, you know, they, don't, they never change the lights in the underpass. You risk your life going through there. I know this because um, one stage uh, when my kids were at um, Romeo Intermediate, us parents had to form a guard there to stop the riffraff from terrorising the kids going through there with our phone at hand ready to call the local cop to come in and arrest the perpetrators. Yeah, There's a lot they, of bad element around there. If they ever bothered anyway, to Anyway, I'm getting up. off track. <laughs> Well, no, it's, you raise good points. And, you know, the point about sucking the sumps and, and sweeping the streets, with these cockamamie cycleways, with these little concrete booms that they've built, there's no way that uh, that they can be swept. And so you've got all this leaf leaf matter and detritus uh, all blowing there, being trapped by these concrete booms, which is creating a hazard for the cyclists, which means they don't ride in it now. You know, the one or two people who use it a week uh, don't ride in there anymore. They they ride on the road and take up even more space. I'm going to say that because the last time I saw a, a cyclist riding in the so-called bicycle lane, I can't remember. Must be blind. Uh, I have. I never seen, see them anywhere. I haven't seen. I haven't seen them anywhere. I mean, yeah, you know, I go for a walk early morning in Takapuna. There's a cycleway through the middle of Hurstmere Road. Uh, you know, you could fire a machine gun down there for eight hours solid and not hit a single cyclist. I think we should do it. You got a brain gun, haven't you? A uh, brain gun and a Vickers. You need belt fed weapons. Vickers to might do be that. a bit heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same caliber, but hey, who knows? Yeah, maybe hey, we could do it, that. Oh, we're joking, but it's not a joke. No, exactly. All right, Jack, thanks for your comments on that. Uh, that's not a winner for you, and uh, we'll talk next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Cam's Buddies, Marcus. Good to have you back from the United States of America. Hey, mate. Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, yeah, this is going to be an interesting conversation because I'm kind of out of the loop of all the um, news that's been going on. So, as you say, I've been over in the States, so it's been wonderful. 
Yeah, the driver's paradise. <laughs> well, actually, we did a few Ks. I did about 6,500 miles. Did a big road trip across the US from LA to Chicago. So, yeah, there was not much congestion, I must say. Uh, I hope it was all in fuel-sucking V8. Yeah, we, we hired a uh, suburban seven-seater, so I think it was a V8. Perfect. Gas, well, guzzling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you'd be proud of me. Yeah, I am very proud of you that contributing to warming of the planet because everybody should be able to grow mangoes and pineapples in their back garden, even in Southland. And by the way, they needed heating up over there too. It was quite cool up in Yellowstone. Yeah, I imagine so. Hey, um, you probably probably missed it, but Auckland Council last week uh, voted to investigate congestion charging on Auckland's motorways, particularly, and this will affect you, uh, out west in a couple of areas, and also on the southern motorway between Penrose and Green Lane. What's your thoughts on congestion charging? That's uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's kind of like a, um, a tire shop throwing out um, nails out front of their store so they can get more clients. Um, you, you you completely cock up all the traffic management and everything, and, and all the roading, and put things in place so cars don't go well like all those stupid little traffic lights on the edge of the motorways and things like that. So you just move all the congestion around. So you throw all these nails out in front of your front of your tire shop and then you get all these new clients. So congestion charges, well, they're the ones that are causing the congestion as far as I can tell. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, there's road cones are like stupid people. They're everywhere, right? And, uh, and they don't seem to go anywhere either. They just sit there forever. Um, the fit roads aren't fixed. Those stupid traffic lights, I mean, I've been talking to a couple of police officers and they've said that uh, they can't even stop anybody for running those red lights because they're not legal and so therefore they don't. So it's it's just a blatant act of brainwashing people into compliance when the law doesn't support it. And so consequently, I, I just drive straight through them. I don't I don't understand why who was the bright bright spark that thought those those traffic lights on the edge of the motorways were a good idea. I I mean I, I can imagine who it was. It was somebody who had just come out of um some degree in university, some BA of nothing, maybe gender affirmation or something, and they came into a job in AT and they thought, Well, I just travelled over to uh, Europe somewhere and I saw these traffic lights. I'm gonna take that back to New Zealand because that's a good idea. And no one ever decided to see whether they were going to work here. No one decided to see whether they were going to fix congestion. And now you tell me they're not even legal. So that was a good spending of our um, taxpayer money. And then you've got the situation where uh, you've got traffic lights uh, at intersections that are leading into areas that go onto the motorway. And the council's changed the phasing on them so only about two or three cars can get through before they go red again. I mean, Barry's Point Road is a classic for that. And they change them too, so you think you know what's going on, but next time you go there, it's completely different. I don't know what they're doing in that control room in AT. They're just messing with us on purpose. I I, I honestly believe it. And I think think the congestion charges is just like a, a means to the end. That's the whole point is that or whatever way we can get more money off people, let's charge them for using their cars. So, you know, because no one's using the the, um, cycle lane, so we've spent money on those. We want more people to use cycle lanes. So let's make the car drivers not want to get in their car and go on the the cycles, you know. And it's just just another, it's further up the wedge, you know, the thin edge of the wedge. We're sort of partway up the wedge now. 
Well, Wayne Brown was elected uh, on the basis that he was going to sort out Auckland Transport, and it seems like they gave him a great big glass of Kool-Aid and a straw, and he sucked it all down, and now he's dancing from their song sheet. It's it's interesting, actually, because I actually, when, when Wayne was elected in, I was kind of a bit suspicious of him, but, but I thought, well, let's give him a crack. And, and like you say, it seems like he's, he's well and truly been turned around, either turned around or, or he was always there, who knows. But um, it's quite surprising coming from him with all his, you know, buffery and, and, and the way that he acts, like he's he's going to sort everything out and be the be the hard-nosed guy and that sort of thing. But that's kind of not what he's doing here. It's it's really towing the line of of all these councillors that are worthless and should actually be fired. And then you've got media lovies like Simon Wilson and Russell Brown who ride around on these electric-powered cycles and lecture us all about how wonderful it is and it would be fantastic if we all took it up as well. No, the, the whole electric thing is going to um, all come crashing down eventually. That's, that's just a disaster waiting to happen. And it's not too far off, I don't think. I don't think, because um, we've had electric cars now probably around for what, five years or something like that, all these but, Priuses and all the hybrids and that sort of thing. They're, they're all starting to come undone now. Like, where what are they going to do with them all? Like all these old batteries and that, what are they, what are they going to do? Well, it's been around where, for where are they going? a bit, long, bit longer than that. And that's the thing is, these virtue signaling, uh, you know, electric car drivers who seem to drive around in a cloud of smug uh, don't realise that the end of life uh, cost for their vehicles is enormous, and uh, they just seem to think that it's somebody else's problem. Maybe, maybe we just ship all of the dead batteries back to the poor areas of Africa and Mongolia and give them back to them. Yeah, dig a big hole and chuck them in there so they can mine them later on. Well, yeah, I mean, they've been around longer than five. Hole. <laughs> yeah, I know. Dig, dig another big hole and they can remine those. Um, yeah. They've been around longer than five years, but over the last five years, uh, the whole electric um, push has definitely ramped up a little bit more. Okay. Uh, again, it's just another. It's, it's just another notch in the belt of the you know the wedge we're travelling up to the big fat end where you will live in a fifteen-minute city and walk everywhere. Yeah, no, I won't. <laughs> yes, you will, Cam. Yes, you no, will. You no, do what I, you're told. I won't. I've never done what I'm told. You should know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're we're sort of uh, you're preaching to the converted there, mate. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Marcus. Thanks for your feedback on that. We'll talk next week. All right, buddy. Cheers, mate. Welcome to Cam's buddies, Jimmy. Good afternoon, Cameron. How are you this week? Ah, oh, box of birds. You know, causing mayhem and chaos. Enjoy- Enjoying the negotiations and machinations, your political... Yeah, I'm just watching it unfold. It's beautiful to watch, really, you know, so it's all good. Hey, um, you might have noticed last week uh, Wayne Brown announced that uh, Auckland Council, and they voted on this as well, uh, looked like they are going to investigate congestion pricing on the motorways of Auckland and want to stiff us five bucks each way uh, during the peak hours. What do you think about that? It's the first time Wayne Brown's got a blot on his copybook in my books, mate. Yeah. I cannot believe he is going along with it. He never ran on it. It's not a, it's not a sort of thing as a politician I'd expect from him. Extra taxes, just another tax. 
So I don't like it at all because there's not really any alternative transport for all the tradies. You know, I work with tradies and they have to they have to commute to, all over the show, all the time. It's just going to be another tax and it's going to get passed on and it probably won't help much traffic as we've seen around the world. Well, actually, That's Wayne... What I think. I think bugger all of it, right? Yeah, Wayne Brown actually campaigned to sort out uh, Auckland Transport and it seems like he's drunk the Kool-Aid and he's all for all of their stupid ideas. Yeah, but when he said sort out it, I thought he meant get rid of the bike lanes and get rid of all this, you know, traffic slowing devices and pedestrian, like, just go back to how it was when it was, you know, traffic used to flow. Now it's horrendous. Yeah. So he's not sorting it out in the way that I expected. But I guess it is kind of pragmatic approach from Brown because he can't pass the policies that we wanted, you know, the, the right wing wanted. He just can't get them through. So he's found a solution he believes will work and working with the left side of council to pass it. It's, it's, it is a very pragmatic politics. I disagree with it, but I kind of understand it. He doesn't want to just do nothing. So he's well, doing it, something even though he probably disagrees with it. Yeah. The woke Womble cyclist, Herald columnist Simon Wilson, reckons it's a good idea. And I've, <laughs> I, I've gone through life, our political life, thinking any time Simon Wilson says something's a good idea, we should do the opposite of that. Just do the whole, whole opposite, generally. And I see a lot of the woke brigade on Twitter were enjoying um, Wayne's proposal, so you know that it's horrendous. It's just more tax, more socialism, more large council. Get them out of it. I don't you know, think it, yeah, I don't More think jobs. I don't think it would actually reduce congestion. I think it's just designed to tax ratepayers even more so that they can keep picketing out yeah, picking our pockets to spend on these womble projects that that make things worse. Of course it's just another tax. It's more revenue. It's not it's not targeted. It's not ring fenced income. It just gets spent on more half a million dollar um, pedestrian crossings. The pedestrian crossing should cost about thirty grand. But I don't think they should cost even that much. Insane. Totally, and, and they're all all That's these amazing. things that they're putting out there. You know, taking taking road space and turning them into cycle lanes for for no cyclists. Uh, you know, building expensive car park buildings with heaps of parking for bikes that never gets used. Uh, expensive pedestrian crossings, uh, road cones for Africa. Uh, Nothing is actually improving, and they still want to tax us even more for the things that they caused. Yeah, well, also in regards to public transport, my my neighbour tr- tried to give up his car and commute to work, and he figured he gave it a genuine go for two weeks, and he said to spend over twenty hours each week on multiple buses, and then he'd catch one bus downtown and then another bus back out to his work. Well, it doesn't he gave work. It two weeks worth of trials, and he's given up. It it's, doesn't well, it's work. It's not functional. He can't. You can't spend 20 hours a week when it takes them maybe 25 minutes to drive to work. Yeah, I mean, so, public transport is a slow, expensive way of travelling from not where you are to not where you want to be at a time that doesn't suit you <laughs> in the company of people you ne- would never let into your own home. Well, if you worked with the council, it would probably work because you'd work downtown. And, but for any other sort of thing where people have got to go out and sell stuff or go to meetings, it just doesn't work. Or, or tradies. School. Or tra- tra- or, definitely not for tradies. So yeah. it's 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 just another ideological nirvana that just won't be reached. It really should work on making more traffic flow. 
you know what will happen? better drivers. More they'll, they'll increase it. They'll put it in, and then they'll say, oh, it hasn't worked on reducing congestion. I know. We'll double it. It's not yeah. $5. Now it's $10. No, no, because they're only suggesting two roads, the Southern Motorway and the Western Motorway. Is, is a study, but you know it'll end up on all the arterial roads. It'll be a, a massive tax, and it will never go away. It always increases. So I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it start. And I'm very disappointed that Wayne's the man that did it because I voted for him. And I've never voted for any increases in tax in my whole life. I think Aucklanders have so, had enough of being told what to do. We're the ones who pay for it. Yes, and, it, and, and we want. That's why we all, voted for Wayne. Yeah. And and now he's and he's, for, he's forcing us into this. He's drunk the Kool Aid and he's stiffing us. Yeah. yeah. So I think that he'll, if he does do this, it's going to be quite hard at the next election for him potentially because I know a lot of people that voted purely for him to clean out the council. Yeah. And exactly. A lot of them are quite alarmed at this. This is not what they voted for. You know, this is no different from him coming in and saying he's going to build more cycle lanes, which he which he hasn't, but he. The next election, they'll be going, well, who the hell do I vote for? And someone else will come along. And yeah. Poor old Wayne. We'll get the ass card. <laughs> or, or as you like to say, so that's my thought. as you like to say, he'll get gassed. <laughs> well, that's media speak, mate. Yeah. I guess. All right, Jimmy, thanks for your anyway. comments on that. We'll talk next week. Thanks, Cam. Cheers. See you. My buddies are awesome. They never let me down. And it's fair to say they are no fans of congestion charging. Tell us who you think was the best of Cam's buddies and why by emailing inbox at realitycheck.radio or text to 2057. And don't forget to be in for a chance to win a copy of Alex Epstein's Fossil Future by texting or emailing us your future preference, either oil or electric, and why you believe that. This is The Crunch with Cam Slater. Conversations with a side of controversy, right here on RCR.